Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're about to listen to Bananas for Bonanza, episode 18. This is Andy Daly. Here on this free feed, I'll be re-releasing all of the back episodes of Bananas for Bonanza, one every other week. If you want to hear new episodes ad-free, please subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash andydaily. The entire Bananas for Bonanza archive is also waiting for you there, and you can access lots and lots of bonus content. So do that. Okay, thank you. Enjoy. Yeah! Bonanza, it's the finest show alive. So consult your TV guide, get your great outdoors inside. Take some ponderosa pride and forever make it right. I'm bananas for bonanza. All right, I don't think I feel like starting this episode with a yeehaw. Just kidding. Yeehaw! <laughs> Hot damn! I had you guys fooled for a second there. You well, probably I, wondering, what's going on with Dalton? He want to start with a yeehaw? He always does that. I was a little late on the draw because I was thinking, yep. do I even shoot? If you don't do a yeehaw, does a tree make a sound? Yeah. No, it doesn't. I heard that on a on a National Geographic show. But who'd you shoot at this time, Mutt Taylor? Well, this one goes out to the great actress Veronica Cartwright, who was in the movie Alien. She played Lambert, but mostly just because her last name's Cartwright. You know, I mean, she deserves. You can always trust a Cartwright. Yeah, (laughs) that's for sure. I wonder if she's descended from the Cartwrights of the Ponderosa. Did you ever ask her that? Yo, you never met her. No, but if she knows what's good for her, she should be. She damn well should be. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, okay, that one's for you, Ms. Cartwright, actress of Aliens. 
Uh, and uh, what else? That, that's uh, oh, I, well. Here's how I start the show. I say, "Hello, friend. Come on in. The gate is open wide. Welcome to Bananas for Bonanza. I'm your host, Dalton Wilcox, cowboy and a cowboy poet from the heart of the American West, the real American West. We're talking about the best TV show ever about the American West, Bonanza. And today we will be discussing season one, episode eighteen, A House Divided. Oh no! Uh, and man, this episode. Episode has got everything. It's got brawling, a city slicker, and the very abrupt death of a female love interest. Uh, also, this episode concerns Again. civil war, so it deals with a couple of things we thankfully don't talk about in this country anymore: insurrection and sedition. <laughs> And uh, we have with us a wonderful guest to talk about this episode. Just right before we get to her, though, we'll check in with our regular co-host. We got, as you heard already, from Mutt Taylor. How you doing, Mutt? Well, I'm pretty good, but I am a little sad to say that as of the day that we're recording this, 48 Mm. years ago to the day, the last episode of Bonanza aired. Can you believe that (gasps) shit? Are you kidding me? No, I shit you not. Because you know what I believe? In my heart, I believe this in my heart, I believe I read it, that the episode that we are talking about tonight aired on this exact date in what in 1960. What, what kind of confluence is happening here? I, I don't think know. this is some kind of Candyman, 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 Candyman <laughs> No, damn it. How many times you say Candyman there? I don't know. I'm just saying oh, about said five times, time. something like five times. I don't know. How many know. times are you supposed to say before that Candyman? Maybe right? five. Damn, I, I think it's five. But son I mean, of a bitch. Yeah. All right. Well, you let us know if the Candyman shows up in your house there. I'll let you know now. I've said it three times here. God damn. Said what? What? Uh, Just Candyman. Oh, son of a bitch. All right. I got one more time. All right. Uh, What were you you talking about? Oh, yeah. That weirdness about the date. That's real weird. And uh, and I also understand you was telling us that you were you didn't get much sleep last night. Everything all right over there. Uh, well, I think last time we talked, I had uh, received four shipping containers that I was living in, except they assembled them in a, in a circle, so I right. can't get out. I can only go in a circle, and I can't even go into the middle part. Like I have this nice courtyard in the middle, you know, sure. like a terrarium. Yes. I can't see it or go to it. Oh, and that, that situation has not the resolved. Yeah, that's right. Look, I can make a noise, and it'll bounce around and come back seconds later. Candyman! Candyman. You hear that? So I only have to say Candyman two and a half times to make him come. <laughs> I've heard that about the Candyman. <laughs> oh, you devil. <laughs> now, what else? Let's also say hello to Amy Slaverston, our other co-host there. Hello, Amy. Hello. I am so excited to talk about this episode just because it resonated with me for my in my personal life. I have so many relationships that have been shattered. Oh. Shattered, I tell you. Due to differing philosophies. Oh, really? Can you give, yeah. give us an example yeah. of, because I, I don't know what you mean by different philosophies. Well, we- my neighbor, Kirst, across the street, she has, she does Mary and Martha. She sells for Mary and Martha, which I've told you before, I had to start my own lots, daughters, so that I could do multi-level marketing from home and yeah. You know, we're in conflict with each other, you know, oh. because her ideology is home and faith. And uh, my ideology is hope deferred, which is everything's <laughs> going to be okay. But also Jesus was murdered in public. So watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, oh. yeah. I, I have to say, I mean, I'm just, maybe I'm biased because I know you and I don't know. Is her name Kirst? Is that what you said her name? Kirst. <laughs> Kirst. Kirst. You, you mumbled the, the second syllable. Kirsten. I, oh, I didn't say. Oh, you mumbled. Oh, okay. That's, oh, that's like said. John Paul Sartre. And then yeah. I never know whether to say ruh after. You, know? you never Kirsten. know. Yeah. Kirsten. All yeah. the times I say John Paul Sartre, I go through that. But uh, yeah, so uh, but I think I prefer hope deferred to home and faith. I mean, it just sure. sounds better. Sure. Sounds like and something. It's yeah. almost exactly the same. We're selling the same stuff. She has John three sixteen, but hers is an Arial, and mine is in Futura font. Oh God! Well, you got the better <laughs> font, and again, yeah. I, I I don't know if I'm biased, but that's clearly the better font. Just ask Wes Anderson. Yeah, that's a Whoever fart joke. Is. Yeah, that fellow. <laughs> You know I do font humor. Oh, you? I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I won't go into it now, but sometime if you want a real good time, just call me up. I'll do font jokes. Yeah, oh, I I like, love, I'd love to hear I love font jokes. Yeah. I tell you what right now. Yeah. Do not show me a list of goddamn fonts where the names of the fonts are not in the fucking font that they're the name of. Oh, no kidding. Like if it says sample. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Un- unless yeah. that's the, the font title. And that, again, is a font joke. All right. I don't think I get that one, but maybe in the bonus episode we'll explain it. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, I think we're time we're ready to meet our guest, our wonderful guest. This is a, a, a hilarious person and a writer and an actress and an improviser and a podcast and all the everything. And she just wrote a Christmas movie for crying out loud. Mary Holland is here. Hello, Mary. Hello. Christmas. 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 Time. <laughs> Tell us about your Christmas movie. Now, but this is this episode is being recorded and coming out after the Christmas of which and for which this movie was of made of. That's right. But uh people can still, I believe, watch it. Can they not? Yes. They can watch it. They can watch it. They can watch it on the Hulu platform. Oh, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you Think can. It's up there right now. Go, go watch it if you haven't watched it. And it's what's called it called? Happiest season. Happiest season. Mm-hmm. What's what's so happy about this particular season in the lives of the characters in your motion picture? Well, I guess I mean it's. Uh, look, it's Christmas time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, the you know which is. Gift. Yeah. Gift giving. That's right. Gift giving. And gift giving makes people happy. And so that it creates a happiest season because of that. But then it's also, you know, it's it's for the characters. It's a time of this family coming together and it, having some growing pains together and getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And and that will always lead to the happiest season is when you are your authentic selves. Wouldn't oh, you wow. agree? You said Most that family violence happens around the holidays. Is that right? So Most family violence. When, oh, no. If you, if you get a gift, always get it engraved so that if it becomes a murder weapon, you know who did it. <laughs> okay. It's grandma's yes. gun. <laughs> that is a damn grandma good idea. Grandma on it. It says grandma on it. It says, it right? says, ki- well, it says killed by dad or whoever oh. is, is, is most violent in the family. And you don't have to do but that if you're given a, like an oven mitt or something like that, that it'd be almost impossible to kill somebody with. But that's a good piece of advice. If you're given a gift that could possibly become a murder whip and get it engraved. Well, I in the name say of the something like another it. Uncle Stan manslaughter on that knife or something. <laughs> That's right. You could do that in copper plate gothic. 
could I could I seriously could I use that? That is a good joke. Okay, thank you. That's funny, but it, I think it's Amy's. Oh, well, okay, so people can check that movie out, and in my opinion, yes. should check that movie out. It's got a character in there who's who's just not on board with Christmas at the beginning of the movie. Isn't that right? A Grinch. That's right. I like That's that. That's right. A, 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 real, a real Scrooge. Uh-huh. <gasps> yeah, because that's a what journey I go through every every year at Christmas time, I think. No, not again. But then by the time we get there, I'm, I'll, damn, I'm having a good old time firing off guns at the what, ceiling. What oh. changes your mind every year at the last minute about Christmas? Well, it tends to be about a fifth of rum. Uh, <laughs> generally, <laughs> by the end of a fifth of rum, I've come around on it. Come around and you shoot your ceiling. You shoot at your ceiling. Yeah, and when I say my ceiling, that's dangerous. Stars above. Oh, okay. Typically, he lives in Christmas around a campfire. Now, Mary, he lives in a honeycomb system of caverns and caves he dug himself, and I feel like that. If you don't do that under the big sky, you could cave it in. Oh, Oh, sure. You could, and you will. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, I live in a. I'm, I've gone underground ever since in a wow. ranch during which many many people were killed, and I have so now I have a. I live in a system of tunnels underneath a national park, and we're timbering it with Philip Dietz Hammer's honeycomb method, and I live there with my my beautiful wife. I'm sure wife. you know that episode of Bonanza <laughs> that he's referring to. I, you know, I have to be honest. I don't. I I haven't. Uh, Oh. Listen, I haven't really seen Bonanza, and I, I know that I'm I'm talking to three big fans of Bonanza, but I, I this was my first experience watching an episode of Bonanza. Did wow. you never have a television in your life? Or a great guardian or mentor? Or a sense of right and wrong? Well, what was the problem? I, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I had, well, I had all those things. I did have access to a TV, and I, I had several... <laughs> Um, really meaningful and and um, thoughtful mentors and and guardians, um, and I do feel like I have a sense of right and wrong. But I guess I just was never exposed to bonanza. It just never it never um, came up. That's bizarre to me. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe maybe okay. the, the mentors and guardians in your life didn't have access to a TV or something. Gotta be I don't you're, know. You're about to get your carriage toppled. <laughs> Uh, I, I yeah, I guess so. I I mean, I hope not. It that was quite a quite a scene. It so you see, you watch this one. The- you watch the house divided. You've seen. This I did, and this is the first episode of Bonanza you ever saw. That's right. Do you have any right. general questions about Bonanza? Uh, just is it? Yes. Is it okay. just about the Cartwright family and their adventures in Virginia City? Unless it involves a woman who's a guest star that dies real quick. Yeah. Or if you're interpreted in terms of the life of Jesus Christ and oh. where the boundaries are between Israel and Palestine. Sometimes it's about that. Wow. Okay. These episodes always concern the Cartwrights in one way or another. Sometimes it seems like they have been awkwardly crammed into a story that was written for a different TV show. <laughs> Sometimes uh, not all the regular characters uh, have a place in that story, and so they just ride off to San Francisco. And uh, But, it, uh, yes, it, it, there's never an okay. episode so far that has nothing to do with the Cartwrights. Like, for okay. instance, this one barely features Haas, and he's one of the most enjoyable comedians of our time and beyond. And you didn't really get to experience him, but no, scene. yeah, I didn't. But every time I saw him, I was like, oh, I did. I liked I liked that character a lot. He has a he has a nice way of speaking. 
Yeah. He's a, he's a gentle giant. He's he's very simple and he has unlimited strength. He is the uh, <laughs> he has the strength and the intelligence of a horse, as is almost explained in this episode. Almost, Come, <laughs> Ben comes right up close to explaining that. Uh, yeah, this is okay. So that's your question: Is it about yeah. the heart rights? Yeah, it always is. Yeah, that was my question. Mm-hmm. This episode also, by the way, uh, explained for you the big thing about this show about the Cartwright family that the three boys have three different mothers. Yeah. You right. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. No, I, I actually I didn't get that. I know that Haas is born on the prairie. Haas and born he was on the he was very sad about it. Yeah. Yeah, he um, was. Yeah. He was sad. And then he had to be comforted and told that's okay. A lot of people are born on the prairie. Well, all prairie children are simple and I think that's why he thinks that, you know. Because they yeah. don't have they don't have boiling pots of water and whatnot, you know. I see, I see. Yeah. But I, I did not, I didn't get that they all had different mothers. So that that was good to know. I thought that I thought that the the family was like they lived in the north for a bit, and then they lived in the south, and then they went across oh. the prairie, and they had one kid in each region. But no, no. it's more like Ben Cartwright just got around and, and buried three <laughs> women. It's like his wives were the Goldilocks. <laughs> Uh, meals. There's the north, <laughs> right. the south, and then s- somewhere in the prairie or something. Like, you know, that was warm for all of them, I guess. Uh, yep. Right. They all, all right. died? All, all the moms died? Oh, yes. Yeah, right they away. all died. He might have killed them. He might have killed them. These are the three wives who bore him children, and so he, <laughs> he is forced to discuss the fact that they're dead. We don't know how many other wives he might have had that might be dead that he d- doesn't have any reason to talk about. <laughs> He probably oh. has his, his initials engraved in a sledgehammer somewhere. Yeah, for all we know, he's a Timberland Ripper. Well, this is a real good episode. We're going to talk about it uh, scene by scene. Uh, as you know, one thing I do like to do is I like to do a little research on the on the guest stars in this episode and dig into their uh, resumes and see what else they've done. And we have we have some real good ones in this episode. We had uh, the character of Frederick Kyle, who's the real bad guy in this episode, Played by an actor named Cameron Mitchell, and he had a long and distinguished career. He was in uh, television shows, uh, wonderful television shows like The Littlest Hobo and The United States Steel Hour. <laughs> and uh, and great movies like Space Mutant. Mary, and- you seen any of them? <laughs> you ever see those shows? I got to say, I, I really didn't. And now I'm wondering if maybe my mentors or guardians really didn't have access to TV. So I think he I was either raised by wolves or in the Soviet <laughs> Union or something. I don't know what happened. Something doesn't seem right. Me either. I mean, there's 430 episodes of Bonanza. You're bound to run into one somewhere. You would think. Yeah. Actively avoid. Sounds like your culture insecure. Yeah. You don't get mm. enough culture Oh. in your diet. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that could be it. That could be yeah. it. So what what was that first show again? Uh, the Littlest Hobo. <laughs> that was a television show that was on for uh, a strikingly large number of seasons. It was like seven seasons of what? The Littlest Hobo. Seven I think it was, seasons? Did he ever grow? No, he was a dog. <laughs> That's what oh, it was. Well, it was wow. a Canadian TV oh. show and he was a German shepherd. And, oh, so uh, he just died. Uh, yeah, he must have just died. Yeah, he was a uh, a super smart German Shepherd, just a stray dog, I guess. But they called him the Littlest Hobo, and uh, okay. he was in some good movies like Space Mutiny and Hate Man, and a movie called <laughs> Yeah, What's Hate Man. Hate Man. <laughs> Hate Man. Damn, I forget. 
Oh, I forget. Right. What is hate man? I, for, I did hate read the name. It's about a man who's mad all the time. <laughs> I, I can't I, that sounds like an accurate description. That's I'd be shocked if it wasn't about that. Yeah. yeah. Somehow, though, I think it's not. He was also in a movie called Frankenstein Island. Oh, no. Yeah. Is there such a thing? Well, here's the description of that one, which I did write down. Said, when a hot air balloon crashes on a remote island, the a hot air balloon, the crew discovers Dr. Frankenstein's ancestor, I think they mean descendant, carrying on the family work, <laughs> along with a race of mutants and a population of Amazons. What a goddamn island this is. we got to find this island. What a goddamn mashup that is. I mean, that's... Around the World in 80 Days, Wonder Woman and Frankenstein all crammed into a oh, movie blender. Yeah. It's a hot air balloon crash. My gosh. I know. That's pretty serious. Yeah. He was also in a, he was in a movie called Caesar the Conqueror and in a, a separate movie called Eric the Conqueror. <laughs> you got to pick one. <laughs> you got to pick one. Well, one was the Italian film and then the American adaptation, I think, because Eric is American for Caesar, I believe. <laughs> Oh, I think that's right. Has there ever been a foreign adaptation of Bonanza? What a wonderful question that is. I have no idea. There was. Well, there was an Italian one. Just to spread the word? It was called Bonanza Bing. They had one in Italy called Bonanza Bing? Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know about that. Now, that's not a font joke, but it is a joke. Oh, oh, I see. (laughs) So that's not a fact. That's a joke. Yeah, I have been working on some comedy. Oh, damn, I like it. Thanks. My name's a big. That sounds like, and sounds I do like apologize. the strip club on The Sopranos. Is that, is that the <laughs> yeah, area yeah, you're working in? Yeah, I think that's in? what I was going for, but it yeah. it was a long road, and I do I do apologize. Oh, I'm a fine. Christian, so I, I don't always read irony. <laughs> <laughs> that's challenging. Cameron Mitchell was also in a movie called Gorilla at Large. Which- <laughs> Which I believe is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, and then here, I wish I put this at the beginning of the paragraph I wrote about him. He originated the role of Happy Loman in Death of a Salesman what? on Broadway. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Is that something? That wow. is something. Yep. From that to Gorilla at Large, it was quite a journey for Cameron Mitchell. As wow. For Kyle. I mean, that has to be the biggest... Just uh, beginning to end for an actor we've seen thus far on this show. Yeah. It doesn't say, but I, I believe Gorilla at Large was also written by Arthur Miller. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hmm. Now, was that a joke? Uh, No. I okay. A joke in my goddamn <laughs> See, I'm life. still figuring this out. I am an amateur. <laughs> Uh, then this episode also has a couple of a uh, couple of henchmen type guys, a couple of bad fellows, uh, ro- roving bad guys. One of them's name is Regis. He was uh, played by an actor named Stacy Harris, who is a Bonanza six timer. He play he wow. was on six different episodes of Bonanza as six different characters. That wow. I believe is a record. Wow. Did yeah, they? We, did, did, did they? <laughs> the, 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 what? Excuse me. Did they okay? do that a lot? Did, did did actors come back and play different? It is not uncommon right? to see actors. Okay. Uh, uh, oftentimes they're on. I've seen a lot of three timers. They're reborn. Oh. Yeah, yeah. they get reborn. Rule in the of three. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But this guy was on six times. Six times. Wow. Was Stacy Regis. He was also in other wonderful television shows such as Telephone Time and Men Into Space. <laughs> and he was also on a show. I got a clip from it. It was a show called Conflict. 
and he was in an episode called <laughs> Man from 1997. Whoa! And this was uh, this come out in 1956. Did so he wear Zubas? Well, you might be surprised Did he by the only wardrobe. talk about oh, wait a the James Bond movie Tomorrow Never Dies. No, but this is not the this is Card Wars. <laughs> Every damn time something goes wrong. <sighs> what are you what are you learning to play? It's a it's a board game called Card Wars. <laughs> and this is an hour long video of people playing it. And I as you can see it got nine minutes and thirty two seconds in. Wow. So you're I'm playing this with Irina? It. Yeah, Irina and I are playing this game called Card Wars, and it's just about the most complicated thing you've ever heard of in your life. Well, I don't know if it's worth it to try and find. Well, I had I'd it all queued up. Yeah, I'd yeah, love to see but, it. Oh man, from yeah, there. Oh, it is. but I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, there is that where I was? You simply must believe. Okay, so the man from 1997 shows up. He's wearing a white suit, and mm -hmm. uh, and at some point, she, the woman there, asks him, "How come you're not wearing a space suit?" <laughs> and he says, well, uh, in my time, I am considered very old fashioned. So that's a good cheat. And then and then another point, she asked him, how does time travel work? And he says, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good cheat, too. Yeah. But I, I don't know if I'll find the specific moment I wanted to show you. It ain't worth it. I had it all queued up. Oh, Wills. But anyways, uh, what was it was. Uh, how do I stop screen share? He was uh, the one indication that he is from the future is he says you want a cigarette and they say no and he takes out a cigarette and then he rubs it across the front of his pack of cigarettes and it lights and they go whoa, whoa. <laughs> so their prediction wasn't in 1997 we would uh, everybody be smoking just Self -striking. as much striking yeah we would have eliminated the need for matches that does seem like something that should have happened it does yeah right yeah. take out the middle who thing. dropped the ball who dropped the ball? Well, it was Big Match, I'll bet you. Big Match <laughs> saw that and said, Oh, we Big can't Match. Have it. Oh, I think. Big yeah. Match. Big Match. <laughs> and uh, then there was also a fella, a character named Gorman, who's played by John Anderson. John Anderson was in wonderful TV shows such as Bread of Freedom, <laughs> <laughs> Janet Dean, Registered Nurse, and Occasional Wife. Those are three television shows. <laughs> Wait, okay, those could all be about the same thing for all I know, because Janet Dean could be more than a registered nurse. She could be an occasional wife. And Oh, oh, that's true. Occasional wife was about a, a businessman whose uh, who's, uh, superiors expect him to be married, but he's a bachelor, and so he, he enlists the help of a woman to pretend to be his wife. Oh, uh, a beard. A beard, for, yeah, uh, for professional A business purposes. beard. A business, a business beard. beard. And Janet Dean, registered nurse, is about a private nurse who, in every episode, uh, end, ends up in a, with a different patient. Who, <laughs> and she goes to extraordinary lengths, above and beyond nursing, to help them out with their problems. What, like, what, like she's like a private eye as well? Um, I'll show you. Maybe I can find the poster for it. Did I put oh, it in wow. the trash already? Oh, I, well, but it's right here in the trash. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> That, that's just a two-hour-long video of someone playing Parcheesi. <laughs> yeah, what? You have some big game night coming up that you're prepping for? Yeah, you're yeah, not we're doing something. Yeah, we're doing a big game night out here underground. It's going to be this game, Card Wars, which I promise you is the most complicated game <laughs> ever in the world. All right, let's see if I can find the – here it is. In the trash. 
Yeah. Oh. I'll put wow. this up on our Instacart. This is the picture. Ella Your Rams. Instacart? Yeah, where you put pictures online. Oh, I Ella think you're Rams. thinking of Instagram. I'm sorry. It's what? Instagram. Because Instacart. Say? No, you're in, thinking you're of Heather Graham. No, I'm I'm not. I'm thinking of the app Instagram. Instacart is what you you can use that to order groceries. Right. You put a picture online and then you get groceries. I know. But I also have Instacart in that I stole a grocery cart from the dollar store Hmm. and I'll just bring it right over. Whatever you want. Okay, that sounds good. Whatever you want from my any at any moment. Any moment. It's that's what makes it Insta. Every time I try to do that, the wheels lock up, and then it's just nothing but conflict with me and the jerk that comes out. <laughs> Not at the dollar store, if you're Not run. at the dollar store. They can't afford wheel locking. Well, anyway, that's Janetine, registered nurse. It sure does look from this little picture in the oval up top here that she is a private eye or some kind of a temptress or something like that. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they're going for like an angel where she's good by day and a little, you know, a little naughty by night. Yeah, but I've read I've read about thirty episode descriptions. <laughs> and I couldn't see any evidence of any of that. You've got that kind of focus and you can't learn a game of card wars. Isn't that something? Try it sometime. <laughs> try to try to teach yourself how to play card wars. Good luck. <laughs> what else can I tell you? Oh, poor John Anderson. This poor man played in his career, he played Abraham Lincoln three times. Wow. I feel like when you're calling to tell somebody you're offering them the role of Abraham Lincoln, you have to start with, no offense, bud. Because <laughs> he was not a handsome fellow. I've got some good news and some bad news. <laughs> exactly. He looked, he looked like a shrunken head apple doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a, not a... It's unfortunate for Abraham Lincoln that he came around just about the time that photography did. Because you know what I mean? <laughs> Would not have otherwise seen portraits of him and said, well, that can't be right. Should, should I be offended if I keep getting asked to play Fatty Arbuckle? Um, you will, perhaps. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Well, you might just want to take a look at your diet. Uh, okay. And then last actors we'll talk about in this, not much to say. Marianne Stewart as Lily Van Cleet is yet another Bonanza uh, ingenue who retired from acting shortly after appearing in this episode of Bonanza. Wow. Oh, no. They it kill the characters and somehow kill the careers of these actresses. Kill the passion. Yeah. But something happens. But she was also in the Schlitz Playhouse of Stars. That's another one. We've yeah. Almost everybody who's ever appeared on Bonanza has also been in the Schlitz Playhouse of Stars. <laughs> in fact, I'm thinking we might want to start a drinking game on this show. Every time, every time there's an actor from Schlitz Playhouse of Stars, would take a sip of Schlitz. A what? A sip of Schlitz. A slip of Schlitz. <laughs> Candyman. <laughs> a sip of Schlitz beer. <laughs> That's what I mean. Does that sound like that'd be fun to do? Yeah, I don't need an excuse to take a sip of Schlitz or a ship yeah. of Schlitz or a <laughs> or a shits slip. Shit slip. <laughs> I don't need any excuse to have a shit slip. No, and with this, that, that also, happens without my permission. I, I, pre- I prefer a Christian IPA. <laughs> oh, are there some good Christian IPAs yes. out there? Oh, yes. All right. What like what? You'd get think. Well, maybe? let me just. I mean, I think if I just. Google Christian IPAs. I'm talking about. All right. Well, you do but that. I'll now. get on it. I'll get you on do it. that, and we'll we will. This is a good time to take a little break, and when we come back, which we will, 
we're going to go scene by scene of episode uh, 18 of season one of Bonanza, A House Divided. We'll be right back. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, ready? Here we go. But back from commercial break. And Amy Sleeverson, you was going to look up, did you, was you, we didn't have a take a long break, but was you able to find any Christian IPAs you well, can recommend to Christians who like to get drunk? All I know is that Martin Luther changed our beer too. Martin Luther. I'm just, I can't find anything, well, which no means problem. I need to get into product development for yeah. a, a Christian IPA. Oh, yeah. That's how yeah. you found a, a gap in the marketplace. Yes. That's yeah. where there's demand for sure. That's one of the yeah. main Lot's Daughter's philosophies is that it's product creation, not necessarily delivery or fulfillment, but just chaotic and constant business planning. <laughs> Limited inventory, a fatalistic delivery policy. It might not get there. Is that what you tell people when they? Because sometimes it'll say allow four to six weeks for delivery, and you just kind of say it we might not get there. We Best don't look. Yeah, one Play day on at it. a time, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's the best we can do. One day we at a time, sweet Jesus. That's we don't all know I'm if this is our you. last day. Oh, what about one day at a time IPA? And oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. You don't sell them in six packs or twelve packs or anything. You just sell one at a time. One at a time, forty ounce. There you go. It's forties. Whoa. Yeah, there might not be a tomorrow because <laughs> you know what do they call it? What do they call the apocalypse in in the Bible? Rapture. Saturday. (laughs) This Saturday? Yes! (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, no. Well, prepare ye. All right. So this episode of Bonanza starts out with a stagecoach riding into Virginia City and a top-hatted fancy man gets off it. This is Kyle Frederick, and he is our city slicker visitor for this episode. Hey, sometimes we play a game called uh, Guess the Age of the... the (laughs) 
I of, love the, this. of the character actor. I love it. Can you guess? Anybody have a guess as to how old the uh, Cameron Mitchell who played Kyle Frederick was in this episode? It's, thirty-five. You say thirty-five. The was, the actor or the character? The, how actor, old the character is the, the actor. Mm-hmm. I would say. 49. 49. It's, it's a tough one because they got so much talcum powder in his hair <laughs> so as to make him true. look like he's wearing a barrister's wig. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to say he's 42. His hair does look like one of them. You know how sometimes you get a Christmas tree and they'll cover it in white flock. They, they flocked him. He's either been flocked or been in a high school play where he has to play an old man. <laughs> yeah. Well, believe it or not, Mutt, you are right on the money. What? Cameron Mitchell was 42 oh. years old. Oh, wow. Man. I feel this, good. Yeah, this episode of Bonanza. Good wow. good job. Six he, years younger than me. Shit. That, uh, I got to go. Yeah. He <laughs> seems to be playing a, a man of, in his middle 50s, I guess, or something. Wait, I had my yeah. own age wrong. <laughs> oh, you got your own age wrong. <laughs> I can guess other people. I do you know I have age blindness for myself. I can guess other people's ages perfectly. Every time I look in the mirror, I look like one of them babies with just one little sprig of hair curling up. Oh, that's isn't that a, weird? You, know, you have to have that. Yeah. Look yeah. What Somehow. A, what a gift. Uh, uh, the, I, I have a quick yeah. question about that that character. Yeah. What's his name? Kyle. What? Kyle Frederick. He seemed so specific to me that maybe they were going back to doing like, was this a real person? But then I thought, no, those are probably just old used up scripts that or that they were using up and they don't do that anymore because it was from a different show. But he's not a real person, is he? I never did bother to look that up. Well, don't do it now. Hell no. <laughs> but, but I will say you got an indication real early that this is a dishonest man because he obviously has a second arm <laughs> that is tucked into his mm-hmm. jacket and yeah. he presented himself as a one arm mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And at no time in this episode does he ever reveal that second arm. No. no. The no. reason he lost his arm is due to sloth. He lost it through lack of use yeah. and became like a pedunculated lesion, <laughs> a prehensile wing that a he could no longer grasp. <laughs> Pedunculated oh. lesion. I never heard that. I've never heard of those. If words. you t- yeah. you could tie that arm off at the root, and then it would blow up with blood and fall right off. I've done it to our dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a skin tag. You get a little skin oh. tag. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've that's, never thought that's... of the shoulder as the arm root, but I guess that is what it is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Every arm has a taproot, and that's the shoulder, as we learned in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad. Was that, is that the process of pedunculation? Is that what you just described? Uh, I don't, um, all I know is that I've read a lot of dermatology literature. Maybe, so maybe I, too much. Um, wow. Skin related surgeries to my dogs. You ought to have a show called Amy uh. Sleverson, Registered Nurse. <laughs> Amy Sleverson, Board Certified Dermatologist. Occasional dermatologist. Occasional <laughs> dermatologist at large. Candyman. <laughs> oh, hey, Slate, dermatologist. All right. Uh, also, okay, so he walks into the bar and there's a card game going. This is where we learn that uh, little Joe's full name is John Francis Cartwright. Wow, don't call him that, though. Don't call him that. Don't though. call, no, call him so little. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he, he prefers, prefers to be called. 
Little he Joe. prefers to be called Little Joe than to have anybody know that his middle name is I mean, if Francis. I really had my druthers, it'd be dainty, but little will do. Just don't call me Francis. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe's in the process of getting taken for his money by a couple of dishonest card players, and uh, Kyle Frederick comes in and, and saves the day by pointing out the scam, and, uh, and then... Uh, at the end of that scene, those two dishonest fellas, they recognize Kyle, and one of them says, uh, he's he's trouble like this town has never seen, but he's also going to be our money tree. So that's on that confusing business. We cut to the uh, 18th time that we've seen the burning map uh, in the opening credits of this show, and the second time that we've seen the post-credits chapter card that tells us the name of this episode. And then we go into, uh, now we're at a scene at the Ponderosa, which is uh, Cartwright's ranch, and uh, Kyle is having dinner with all the Cartwright boys because uh, he's struck up a friendship now with Little Joe. And he explains what he's up to. He explains he's going to export bullion. He wants to buy a bunch of silver ore here and uh, and all that. And then I, I do want to play you a little clip. i got a clip here because this is a good clip where uh, Haas, one of the few times he opens his mouth, explains the basic difference in uh, personalities between people from different parts of the country, which is a a real good thing to know. So let's see here. I'm going to share my screen and see what other games I'm trying to learn how to play. Settlers of Catan. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. Bananagrams. But I must get to the various men who control that mountain of silver to interest them in my proposition. Well, I, I know them all, Mr. Kyle. I'd be more than happy to show you around. Well, I appreciate your kind offer, little Joe. Well, if you're looking for help in high finance, Mr. Kyle, I'm afraid you done picked on the wrong Cartwright. <laughs> How do you mean? Well, you see, little Joe's uh, full of that hot southern blood that he can't get very interested in cold cash. Now, on the other hand, Adam over there, he's from New England, and he's just got a natural feeling for the jingle cash. See that? Wow. You probably never knew that before. No. Mm-hmm. Somebody from the mm-hmm. South just can't get interested in money. but New Because England they have hot blood. It's the hot blood. It's the hot blood and, that conflicts. And cash with the... is cold. Exactly. Yeah. Cash is cold. Blood is hot from the south. Yep, I'm glad he cleared that up it, because it's very central to the uh, our understanding of this show that because their mothers were from different parts of the country, they are very mm-hmm. different men. Mm-hmm. It's just a, there was regional personality traits is one thing that you, that you need to understand when you watch this show. And it must have been genetic because clearly they couldn't have lived in their native land long because they would have had to be brothers together at some point, right? Or do we know? Did they always live with Ben, or did they live with the moms till they died and then come live with Ben? Oh, we don't know that. But it does sound like in this episode, Little Joe talks about when he was littler and Adam was was bigger than him. When he was a littler Joe. A littler oh. Joe, and even littler Joe. Is yeah. the first episode kind of a dramedy where we find out the last wife of? has died and all three boys have to come live with pa oh sort of a brady bunch situation yeah they come yeah 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 not quite nope they could have believe they could have could have done that maybe there's a prequel episode of that <gasps> prequel <laughs> she <laughs> loves prequels amy loves I prequels. do. that's how i got into muslim religion <laughs> wait a minute is is muslim religion a prequel to christianity Oh, that's or, what I thought. Oh, I guess it could I don't be. know. I, that's in the order I read them in. 
It could be. I have no idea. Well, all right. So now they, they do get to talking a little bit about the Civil War because that's in the news mm-hmm. now. And it's Kyle who says there's going to be war, all right? He reveals he's from Kansas, which is right in the middle. And uh, we, we also learned that he's a city fella, all right? And in the next scene, we got the Pony Express is rushing into town. And we just know it's going to be bad news. And there, and then we see a barroom brawl, and it's between Northerners and Southerners. I mean, the Civil War is being fought out in a saloon in Virginia City, for heaven's sake. And and Paul comes in. He got the newspaper from the uh, Pony Express, and he wants to read it. And this one, Haas. Haas doesn't say much in this episode, but things he says are beautiful. In this scene, he says, if my Paul wants to read the paper, I reckon that's what he's going to do. <laughs> and sure enough, he does. He reads the paper, and he reads a speech from Abraham Lincoln all about how that uh, house divided uh, ain't going to stand. And then in comes Kyle, and he's got a Southern newspaper that basically says all the same stuff. And it seems like, uh, and Kyle praises Abraham Lincoln as a man who uh, knows what he believes and so on and so forth. Yeah, this was some real Fox News, CNN stuff going on here. Like, oh, yeah. I have to argue that a house divided can stand. My husband and I are living together, and he's a Confederate. And I says, I don't want to hear anything more about it. So I put up carpeted dividers. It's a system of like curtains and hanging beads and it's kind of like a little hog confinement system that i can run through with little blinders on and earplugs so i won't get spooked by my spouse (laughs) amy you're living with a confederate frankenstein oh yeah i forgot your husband's a frankenstein yes oh no you gotta get out of there i know he just, he says he's a conservative, but I says, no, you're crazy. <laughs> I can see, and not in a good way, not oh, in a way that's actually clinically measurable and, oh, and sure. diagnosed. But just in a it. way that's like, oh, you're a monster. Did he take a trip last uh, last week, about, right about the middle of last week? Did he take a trip out? Out east, he did. He did. Was and he I part says, of that capital? Thing? He went to the capital. He did. And I says, "Well, when I when you come home, there's gonna be a row of ficus down our bed bed because I don't want to see you." Now, you can't plant ficus in a bed, but what you got? Oh yes, you can. How do you go about it? What do you do? You dig a trench and put soil yes! in there? So, oh, okay. Just dig a hole right through down the middle of the mattress. Have you never watched HGTV? No, I never watched that. <laughs> you can do anything you set your mind to. That's oh. right. Oh, I guess it makes sense. You cut a, dig, a deep enough hole throughout down the middle of your mattress, fill it with soil, and plant some ficus. All right, great idea. And they grow fast, I tell you. Yeah. Talk about talk about taproot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, just a matter of time for the FBI comes for your husband, I guess. But a good luck to them handling a the Frankenstein. I worry. Wow, he's. He, it'll, it'll be okay. I don't, I mean, in that it won't be okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, you know, Christianity's all about. It's like, oh, yeah, it won't, it won't, it's probably not going to go good. <laughs> Bat down the hatches. <laughs> that was Jesus's message. Probably yeah. not going to go good. That's about right. He was like, yeah, shit storm's coming. <laughs> The shit Do what I tell you. coming. Oh, man. Yeah. Which is Saturday, which we've learned is he's talking about Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Which is the rapture. Oh, yeah, that's God. good to know. Yeah, it is good to know. Uh, okay. 
Now I need to compress some of the actions of this episode. Uh, well, I also need to get the rest of these 430 episodes watched by Saturday because I don't want to die having not seen everyone. That's oh, a good use of your time. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, Adam, uh, what do we find out? We find, okay, the two bad, Gorman and Regis uh, approach uh, Kyle and they tell him, we know what you're up to. We know that you're here uh, trying to raise up money. You're the leader of the free state movement in the South. And you're here trying to raise up money, uh, get this silver to finance the Confederacy and all this stuff. And and he says, give us $5,000 and we'll help you out. And uh, he says something, too, I like, he says about Gorman. He says, you know, Gorman here, Regis says, he always goes along with me. That's something you don't see these days as much as you saw it in the Old West. A, a partnership where one of them does all the thinking and the other one just follows. I like, I like, I like those dynamics. Gorman barely says a word. Anyways. Uh, I feel now, like I'm that to you. I, I would do that for you. This here's Mutt Taylor. He goes along with me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mess with my friend Dalton or I'll get nasty. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's also Regis and Regis and Gorman are are never not getting beat up. <laughs> like they keep they keep going back to um Kyle for You're right. To, they really want to be in business with him, but every scene they have with him, he, it ends with him beating them with with like one hand single-handedly yes these two he men get them. pummeled by a one-armed man three times constantly in this yeah, yeah that's a good whenever point. they appear on screen that is about right <laughs> yeah poor fellas i wonder if they have little paintings of each other in their pockets oh i can't wait to talk <laughs> about that painting. or no it wasn't a painting as we later learned it was a photograph what? Uh-huh. Oh, did you miss that? I missed that, but no, I didn't well, miss no. the painting that was absolutely yeah, a painting. Oh, no, it was a photograph. A of a photograph? Of a painting? Um, nope, it was just a photograph. <laughs> of a painting. <laughs> so anyways, uh, okay, now Adam is real suspicious. Adam is worried that little Joe is hanging around with this fella, Kyle. He thinks something weird is going on, and he's in, he happens to be hiding behind a plant in the lobby of the, of the International House Hotel. <laughs> When uh, Gorman and Regis uh, ill-advisedly spill the beans uh, out loud there in the lobby about uh, Kyle. And uh, and now Adam, he goes to talk to those guys to get more information. They drink a toast to small dogs and little old ladies. Nice detail. Regis, <laughs> Regis says, you stay out of our way. And uh, then what else? Then we're back at the Ponderosa. Ben is worried about Joe. And Adam tells him that uh, all about everything he knows. And then we're back at the inn, and Kyle and Joe are having a drink with Hennessy. He's a mine owner. Uh, and uh, Kyle's making a proposal to, to pay a third more than anybody's already paying for Hennessy's silver, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Hennessy doesn't want anything to do with it because he knows what Kyle's up to, and he is not a Confederate. And right? is that mm-hmm. money he's getting is money from slave labor is that what's being inferred oh please amy please at no time in this episode about the civil war is slavery referenced <laughs> in any context whatsoever oh, <laughs> it is, oh, it is never never mentioned at all this is an episode about the civil war yeah states yeah. rights yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well so okay now it's Hennessy walks out in a in a huff or something, and uh, that's when Joe, that's when Kyle reveals that he knew little Joe's mother down there in New Orleans, and he's got a picture of her, 
and it it's a tiny little oval uh, picture. Painting. Paint, a painting looks like. <laughs> It looks like a painting of a woman with a deformed neck. Because it is. <laughs> because it is. <laughs> it's a crude child's <laughs> painting. And and little Joe is overwhelmed with emotion by it. I mean, he can't believe That is indeed a photograph. His yeah. mother was a, a grotesque. Well, she later in his a long, elegant neck. Well, there's long and there's elegant, and that is a two-hour road trip from shoulders to chin. <laughs> She's a, a, a from armory to headroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could have been a pedunculated lesion. <laughs> I it around with some dental floss. It'll pop off. Well, now I'm worried about your dog. It never occurred to me to worry about your dog before. Well, uh, yeah, so now later in the episode, Kyle tells Ben, I gave little Joe a photograph of his mother. He says that later in the episode. And so to think that that is a, a photographic representation of what the woman looked like adds a whole new dimension to her. And and what was the implication there that, that Kyle had had some kind of affair or dalliance with little Joe's mother? Well, because he sort of like weird. looked wistful, you know, when he was talking about, don't yeah. worry about how I knew your mom. <laughs> it sure seems that way. Well, so now I don't know at what point it becomes clear to the audience or the various characters, but we can say now that what's really going on here is that Kyle came to town to sidle up to, to the Southern Cartwright, little Joe Cartwright, to get his help in, in doing all this, and, and Joe is, is the youngest and the most impressionable of the Cartwrights, and here he is being roped into the Confederacy to finance the Confederacy. Yeah. Yep. Easily fooled by portraiture. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, it's, and it's a nice mirroring to how we opened the episode, which is Joe being taken for a ride by, by Regis and Gorman, and oh, here he is point. being taken a ride in a whole new scale. You're right. That's very good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think in previous episodes we've seen that little Joe is quite so dumb, but it's good to have him that dumb in this one. It's almost as if the script wasn't written for this show. You never can say. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Ben goes to see Kyle and a woman approaches uh, Lily Van Cleet and Kyle and Lily stare at one another very weirdly and wordlessly for a long time. Uh, and, uh, what else happens there? Her, her, oh, ben talks to her for a bit, and uh, we learn that her son, also named Joe, is dead. She says her husband is dead. We find out later she's lying, and Kyle is her mm -hmm. husband. Mm -hmm. But I think she means a big part of him died that day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Which like is, when uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi tells Luke, your father's <laughs> dead, but, you know, he's really Darth Devader. Yeah. Darth Devader? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dutch. He's Dutch, yeah. He's Dutch. Dutch uh, so whatever, Ben leaves and Lily goes off with Kyle, and then there's a lot of danger music on the way out to that commercial break. And then when they come back, it's Lily and Kyle. They recite Shelley to one another. So nice to hear some Shelley. Oh, nice. Seems so odd. He's a bigamist who slept with a sister, his sister, and somebody else who was wasn't his. No, maybe that was Byron. I can't get my poets right from the romantic era. Well, but so Shelley, I mean, we're talking Percy Bysshe Shelley, but wasn't was it his sister or his oh. wife that wrote Frankenstein? Yes, what Mary Shelley wrote Mary Shelley. Oh, yeah. 
you're kidding me. No, and be careful what scenes you like because again, it's like a it's like how got little Joe. You know that that's how they get you in. Suddenly, you're a big Frankenstein apologist oh hanging out with Amy's husband. Oh my goodness! Ooh. Yeah. Well, you're a you're a, it's okay to be confused between Byron and Shelley. Byron and Shelley are like Regis and Gorman. Wherever Byron <laughs> went, Shelley just goes along. Yeah. But I'm stunned to hear that there's a relation there with it. Oh, with the creator of Frankenstein. Well, anyway, okay. Uh, the day the day that all this is over, I shall come to you. Oh yeah. Oh, it's their twentieth wedding anniversary. Which, oh uh, yeah. Uh, which yeah. is Garnet. Oh, what is oh. the twentieth? I think oh, it's Garnet, Garnet, or maybe Jade. Oh, I thought you said Darnet. It's Garnet. <laughs> it's a it's a green stone, or uh huh. Oh, okay. Amy, how long you and your husband been married? What's his name, by the way? Oh, it's been hundreds of years we've been married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, wow. oh, okay. No need to elaborate on that. I think we get it. <laughs> I think we get it. Oh, we've been married so long. But he's, he's funny. I mean, that's why we were still together, as he makes me laugh. What's his name? What? What's his <laughs> What's oh, his name? He doesn't he, he he he's him he with a capital H and I I'm I me This is suspicious. I me and him he Those are your that's pronouns cute. All right Well that's he just he is He just is I yeah he is and minute. I am that's oh. like God. They capitalize H, you know, capital H E or capital H I M, and he doesn't have a name. I'm wondering if you're married to Jesus or something. You know? No. No. Okay. No, he's a Frankenstein. Okay, okay. he's a Frankenstein. Oh. Jesus was not Frankenstein. But I live Frank. across the street from Kirsten, and she sells these <laughs> all Mary and Martha stuff, and she's got this Christ necklace. And it's not even a cross, but it says chosen, loved, redeemed, forgiven, sort of like a, a th- and, you know, society says, well, I'm going to sell the same thing. Oh. And oh. I, I had one made, but it just said C-L-R-F. And she said, oh, what does chlorf mean? <laughs> I said, fuck you, Kirsten. <gasps> That's wow. what I I said that, but it wasn't me. That was Satan. Oh. Where did this take place? Oh, yeah. where, where were you guys when you had this conversation? In the cul-de-sac. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sound travels in a cul-de-sac. Everybody knows you two got beef. <laughs> Chosen, loved, redeemed, and forgiven. Is that what it is? Yes. Corf. Yeah. <laughs> Chosen, loved, redeemed, forgiven. Okay. Yeah. Well, I listen, I, I again, I think you got the better idea because that's a huge fucking necklace if you spell out all those words. Yeah. That's what I says. I says it looks ridiculous. You look like a you look like a Christian rapper. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I've and already done that. Huh? It's oh. too hard. It's too painful to be rejected that much to get into the Christian rap game. Oh, you oh, tried to get into the Christian rap? Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. How do you find a a word that rhymes with Deuteronomy? <laughs> what 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 was the name of the of the legion? What kind of a legion was it? Oh, pedunctory. What was it? Oh, oh, pedunculated legion. Pedunculated. Pedunculated. Pedunculated Deuteronomy. Pedunculated Deuteronomy. That's a soft rhyme. 
That's a might just work. <laughs> well, Deuteronomy. My name's Amy. Oh. There you go. Ooh. You can use your name somehow. Well, it's yeah. too late now. Or, or um, you've only Sorry. got you've only got these uh, this meal due to Ron and me because we brought because we work for Wheels on Meals. Boy, that's not beautiful. Meals on Wheels. Wheels, wheels on, on Meals. Meal. Yes. Wheels now let me explain this. Uh huh. Okay. Let me explain. All right. <laughs> and I've got an explanation. I can't wait and to hear it's it. coming. Okay. Now, okay. Uh, wheels are like you take little matchbox car wheels. Uh-huh. And you, you put them on the food, and mm-hmm. that's my explanation. Okay. I thought wheels on meals was when you accidentally leave one of your grocery bags behind your car when you're loading your truck. That's a better explanation, <laughs> and can I borrow that? You can have that one, and then you Thanks, back up. And you I have been finding I've had to explain this multiple times in the day. Yeah. Because me and Ron, we work for wheels on meals. <laughs> You only have this wheels on meals due to Ron and me. Okay. That's right. All yeah. right. Yeah. Is this a conversation that you've had a lot on podcasts? What about? This so just this this current conversation. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure I what will, you mean, but I will take a back seat from here on out. Don't you dare. All right. So uh okay, Hennessy. Oh, Hennessy. Is this where Hennessy says, Hey man, I know what you're up to and I'm gonna go to Washington DC and I'm gonna alert the authorities yeah. in person at, going all the way from Lake Tahoe, Nevada to Washington DC. That's how fast I'm gonna tell them what you're up to, and I'm gonna inform them of what your scheme is here. And that's when Kyle tells Regis and Gorman to kill Hennessy, doesn't he? Or it's sort of like, he doesn't say it right it's out him, No, he's like, hey, Gorman, Regis, yeah. come here. I got a job for you. It's like when you put a ring, a, a, a little bead hook on a wine glass so you know which glass is whose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is like that. Yeah, It's it a little like, like that. that. Okay. And then the next thing <laughs> we see, <laughs> we see Gorman and Regis. And they say the stage is about to leave, and they were all winking at each other like, oh, boy, here goes. And uh, and now we see Hennessy gets into the stagecoach with Lily Van Cleet, who had previously said she's going to go to California and get away from all this Civil War business. She's going to go to California via Washington, D.C.? Yes, that's right. Okay. She's taking the stage to Washington, D.C. with Hennessy, and then she's going to uh, loop up the northern route back to California. <laughs> okay. Believe it or not. <laughs> They're both in the same stage. And, uh, well, uh, the next thing we see is this stagecoach toppling down a hillside to the Oof. sound of a woman screaming. Violently, re- violently yeah. toppling. I had yeah. to rewind it because I thought, I must have missed where they talked about sabotaging that thing. Nope. Nope. Uh, it, yeah, it's it, it, yeah. Never talked about it. Very often, the women on this show die abruptly. There's a there's a there's a pitchfork fight going on, and then when it's <laughs> over, we see that she, the the woman has a pitchfork in her chest. Oh, yep. God. A couple of lovers are kissing on a porch and talking about their future. Next thing you know, we hear a shot and she falls dead. And it's just things like you never see it coming. Oh my gosh. And this one sure didn't see coming. Uh, so then now. Uh, what happens? Kyle, is this where Kyle goes and he's mad at Regis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, the, 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 um, um, the family, the Cartwrights like bring Kyle over because oh, they're yeah. like, oh, you, we think, you know, we know this lady was your friend and we wanted you to know. Yeah. And then, seems, and then 
up again. He's That's when you it. can get a tragedy car, car charm. Oh, when tragedy. it's somebody you don't know, it's you just get a charm on your charm bracelet, but it's a blank gravestone. So you can kind of feel bad, not, not necessarily have to remember the name of the person. <laughs> this was his 20th wedding anniversary, but he, for some reason, is not revealing to anybody that they're married. I'm not sure why exactly. Not me either. Uh, but it's a secret to everybody that, that there's married. He also says, though, I knew her once. Oh, yeah. Like she says that she talks about him like her husband's dead. And then he talks, right. he doesn't he refuses to acknowledge that he knows her. I guess anymore. they've become a strange. Their house has become divided by the Ooh. Civil War's will. Good. Hand. And another charm that they might be interested in for somebody who has <laughs> a similar problem <laughs> is a mutual responsibility for the death of a child charm. <laughs> and it's two hands uh-huh. coming together. Yeah. Or maybe just an oxygen tank so that because you feel so much pain in the air. Yes. Mutual <laughs> responsibility for the death of a child. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to experience oh, for it. Sure. Two hands clasped. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Clasped in grief. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, in case you don't know, Mary, uh, uh, Amy Slaverson here has a, a line of tragedy charms that you can wear on a charm bracelet to I see. carry with okay. you in physical form wherever you go with the various tragedies that have shaped your life. The mm-hmm. most popular are due to gun violence. Oh, yes. And, and, and a lot of people buy because they want to be reminded of the, yes. the tragedy. To yeah. remember the thing that happened. Like, mm-hmm. oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Good thing it's 14 karat gold. <laughs> you probably no, wouldn't, have you a thought, lot of, uh, wouldn't have a lot of call for a toppling stagecoach charm, but I'd like to see it. <laughs> Oh, sure. Yeah, that might not be a big seller, but sometimes, you know, like, yeah, I have one. It's not that popular, but it represents the mom, the dad, and the three kids, Uh like you see in the back of a a car window. Oh, yeah. But then it's when the whole family dies in an accident. Oh, yeah. No, but then it makes a nice tinkling noise. It's kind of like a a little Mm -hmm. musical instrument. Oh, that's beautiful. I like that. I, I that stuff that. happens all the time, you guys. The whole families get wiped out in one go. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it does. Yeah, they've got a word for it: family obliteration. Okay, <laughs> let's watch a clip of a brawl. You guys ready to see a brawl? Yeah. Here we go. What do you call it here? Oh, wait uh, a minute. Wait a minute. There's a three-hour tutorial on Uno that just came off. <laughs> Uno's a really simple game. Hell no, um, it isn't. <laughs> Do you know that if you have one card left and you don't say Uno and somebody else does, you got to swap hands with them? Jesus Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> Is yeah. that right? That's right. You have If you are at Uno, you have to say it. Before anybody else can observe oh, it, about maybe it. there is something to watch in these Ooh. videos because I didn't learn that when I was a kid. Uh-huh. But fifty-two pickup—that's not a game. That's a joke. <laughs> you don't have to play that anymore, Dalton. Uh, uh, no, no, no more fifty-two pickup. I've had it with that. So this is another one of the scenes here where uh, you know I love a brawling scene, and this is another one here. Regis and Gorman. In their efforts to kill Hennessy, have unthinkingly and accidentally killed Kyle's wife, Lily. And so he uh, he tells him to come into the back room here, the saloon, and, and at gunpoint. And then he does this a very gallant thing where he throws his gun out the door and pummels him. So let's 
Let's watch that. He throws his gun out, and on this show, that means it's fist fighting time. And no. man, well, what did he reach for? I still don't know. He, he <laughs> reached for a gun. He had a, a second gun in his holster? He, he had wanted a to shake gun. his hand. <laughs> it was straight. Now, here comes Gorman with an axe. Oh. Not fast enough. Not fast enough. And that is, I believe that's unprincipled fighting. If we're going to have a his, fist fight, don't pick up an axe. His uh, his working arm has super strength because it, it sucked all the energy from the useless arm. Yeah. I guess that is how it works. It's incredible how well this man fights with one arm. I know. And that's it. He's finished off both of these guys. But interesting to me, he didn't kill them. They killed his wife, but that was just a beating. Yeah. I don't know. He is the most badass character I've seen on this show so far. Yeah, because he fights only with one arm and he always wins. Yeah. There's something. Well, okay. Now that we have the scene out at the crash site, and uh, they're trying to figure out now, Kyle, of course, already knows who toppled this uh, stagecoach because he told them to, but everybody else is there trying to solve the crime, and uh, it would have been a hard crime to solve, except that luckily, Gorman... uh, (laughs) engraved his initials into his pickaxe, which he used to move a boulder into the path of the stagecoach and left it behind. That was, those are a couple of big lucky breaks for the crime solvers there. Mm. Yep. And so now they know who done it. And there's a fight between Joe and Adam about, uh, cause Adam suspects Kyle had something to do with it. And Joe doesn't understand that. And then, what joe leaves and paul paul sleeps sideways on the bed in his clothes like a sad child (laughs) he does he does what's wrong paul did you not get asked out to prom (laughs) did you lose your lucky baseball mitt what's wrong paul (laughs) he uh He's sad because Joe is gone. His family's being torn apart. Adam says he's going to leave. Adam says political trouble causes people to scream at each other, scream things they don't even believe. Mm. He says, it's got to be me or little Joe, and and Joe needs you more than I do. And he goes, you can't have two different points of view in the same house, and that's all (laughs) there is to it. And so he jumps on his horse, and he's going to ride off to, I forget where he says, if he even. He's going back north. He's going back to New England. Oh, he's going back to New England. It's pretty. Whoa, it's yeah, pretty. It smells nice, is what he says. I right, think. right. And I reckon he'd be roped into the Civil War if he goes back there. You know. Yeah. He's headed off because he and Joe just cannot agree on this South versus North business. And then there's a big uh, mining meeting. Now here it is. Kyle is making his pitch to all the miners all at once. Now that he's got that rabble rousing Hennessy out of the way, but Ben walks in. And Ben asks all the mine, mining tycoons to leave. And when they don't get up, he puts his hand on his gun. And he says, I've asked you to leave me and Kyle alone. And they do. And then as they're walking out, you hear a couple of them grouse. And one goes, oh, that's unethical. I don't see that. It's very funny. Yeah. Well, this is unethical. <laughs> it's unethical. No one has silver miners upset. <laughs> no, don't get a room full of silver miners upset. Uh, or mining tycoons, I suppose. Well, uh, then what happens? Ben and Kyle have a conversation, and uh, Ben really wants Kyle to admit that he was in love with Lily. I- I'm not sure why. Oh, I guess so he can feel the pain of tearing people apart, something like mm-hmm. that. They talk about uh, the Ponderosa is the tap root for the, the Cartwright boys, or I don't know. And then it's we see Joe. 
and thick root headed downward like a storage organ. Is that what a taproot is? That's what a taproot is. It's a carrot. Oh, oh, a storage organ. Huh. What's okay. a storage hmm. organ? It keeps all the nutrients, and then the other things can grow out of it, like little oh. Joe and the uh, and the tiny brothers. Oh man, I would not want a pedunculated storage organ. <laughs> pedunculated storage organ. <laughs> That'd be trouble. Uh, <laughs> Well, this episode concludes with Joe riding up on Adam, and we understand Adam has not been making haste on his way back east. He seems to be lollygagging a bit. Joe catches up to him, and uh, he asserts his manhood. Uh, oh, I don't know. His storage of... organ? <laughs> yeah, like a storage organ. And them two go home, and then there's an odd final beat where Adam tosses his bedroll over his shoulder, and Joe catches it, and they smile at each other. I don't know what. Seemed like that was <laughs> freighted with meaning, but I don't know what. And then that's the end of the episode, and it brings our Bonanza Season 1 love interest body count to 11. We have lost 11 Oof. women. And how many episodes are we in? This is episode 18. We've lost 11 Wow, that's women. a lot. But that does include a bear, who we're not sure the gender of the bear. And uh, The bear was a love interest? Well, not for any <laughs> character that we met. I'm not sure about including the bear, <laughs> but the bear's, bear I did think, die. I think it's implied. It's implied. Okay. Yeah. And as I, I always point out at the end of one of these, I'm sad to say, at this point now, we only have 413 episodes left of Bonanza. <laughs> oh Talk about God. it. And we got to do this by Saturday. Now, I remember yeah. when we did the math once, it's going to take 17 days if you were to watch all of Bonanza start to finish with no breaks. And that oh. that's there's not 17 days left till Saturday. I don't know what to do. Oh, well, maybe you can. Sometimes you can watch something on like uh, double speed. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Yeah, you'd miss a lot of really important plot points. But you or could. you could just pray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to help. Supposed to help, oh, like, yeah. keep the apocalypse at bay? Yeah. I thought right. you prayed to bring it on. Either. Oh, okay. Either. Oh, wow. I don't or know neither, that neither. Ways. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to pray to, I'm going to pray, say, hey, God, give me 17 days, then come get me. Well, it doesn't yep. matter what you pray for. He does whatever he wants. Oh, okay. Okay. But it is important that you pray for something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just so he understands. Okay, you're there. You're talking to me. I like that. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Women die because they're supposed to get into another business, which is working for themselves. Mm, I guess that's it. All that's these other actresses, they retired. They retired and they got into real estate. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm. They became hashtag girl bosses like yourself. That's right. Yep. Well, all right. Any final thoughts, reflections about this is a very important episode of uh, Bonanza, which uh, I, I imagine we're going to see other episodes that concern the Civil War. But this yeah, is the first Yeah, it seems of like it would be from here on out every episode, but I don't know. I feel like they're going to forget it for a while. <laughs> they just might. I think they just might. Uh, yep. Once again, uh, yes, no talk of uh, slavery at, no. at all. Nope. No. They just... Uh, they don't, they don't, they just don't cover it. 
Nope. They just don't acknowledge it. No. It's that, that's the third rail of Westerns. Oh, yeah. Something like that. That's yeah. when, that's like in a marriage where there's just certain issues you just don't talk about anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have, you have some of those in your marriage there, Amy? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a Frankenstein. Oh, of course, of course. Oh, and you don't talk about that. No. You don't talk, no. just like I'm not supposed to talk on this podcast. We're not supposed to talk on this podcast about monsters, and I never do, but I am uh, sketching out rough plans to murder your husband <laughs> because he's a Frankenstein. Well, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> all right, all right. But now, I well, it's been pushed back because I, first and foremost, have to find Frankenstein Island. That's much more important. <laughs> Be careful of that gorilla at large. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not. I think I'm going to bring the gorilla on the hot air balloon with me to Frankenstein Island. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, just to well, get, get things done faster. Registered yeah. nurse as well. <laughs> Have need of her. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Mary Highland, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Bananas for Bananas. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. I learned so much. It was great to process what happened in that episode with you all. And I just learned so much about Christianity that I'm really thankful for. Oh, yeah. Things I never knew. Go to lotsdaughters.com. Lotsdaughters.com. All (laughs) your needs. Everything. All my needs? (laughs) All your needs. Okay. Are you familiar with Lots Daughters? You know about them too? No. Okay. No, I'm best not. best to stay that way. Yeah. <laughs> I it sounds their story is difficult on the yeah, they yeah, raped their father to oh. spread the seed right. of Israel. Well, there I'm is. gonna head out, but that's <laughs> all right. Hey, check out the happiest season on Hulu. Uh and that's all about that's a Christmas movie, but you don't have to that's watch it at Christmas, Christmas time. Movie. But you can watch it at Christmas time, but you don't have to. And no. uh and and you're doing you say you're doing live shows for through the dynasty type writers yes. and that's going to be on, on the internet. That'll be on the internet and um, that's with Wild Horses and it will be posting about it on Instacart and you can just check it out there and all the show information will be on there and then you can also get dinner. Yeah, fantastic! You can get yourself a Wheels on Meals. All right, <laughs> I'm a Wheels on Meals. What's that? <laughs> I don't know. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Uh, no, never mind. We'll see you next time on Bananas for Bonanza. Candy man. Bananas for Bonanza is brought to you by Andy Daly with Maria Bamford and Matt Gordon. Theme song by Matt Gordon with The Journeyman, which in this case are Mark McConville, Daniel Nuchikoff, and Wade Ryan. Special thanks to our gang on the ground, Josh Richmond and Shannon Locke. Bananas for Bonanza is produced by Ryan Connor and Matt Gordon, and executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bennett. We'll see you next time. Mom. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.